sometimes in life, we can be so emotionally drained and spiritually fatigued that it affects us at a core level. And that's when we have to sit back for a minute and ask ourselves the big question, what has been robbing us of our peace? Everyone wants to have a certain amount of peace in life. But how do we get to that flow and ease that peace brings? That's what we're going to be talking about here today, you guys. We're going to talk about what's been robbing us of our peace, how to get it back, and about how to feel better in whatever stage we're in in life. So sit back and relax. You got a solo episode with me today, friends. I'll be right with you. Are you in midlife or beyond looking for something more? Are you curious about what might light you up in the second half of life? I think it's time for you to rediscover your desire to live a more joyful life. After all, don't we all deserve to live a vibrant and adventurous life? Isn't that what you signed up for? Welcome to Beautiful Second Act Podcast, where we are all striving to live our best life in the second half of life. If you're on a journey to find your truest and highest self, then this is the place for you. Join me for some insightful conversations with inspiring people that dream big and no matter their age are seeking the things that motivate them. People that are answering the call to live fully. You'll also hear some of my personal stories about creativity and growth. I'm Patty Diener, an author, an entrepreneur, and a seeker of the best life possible in our beautiful second act. So let's get started. Welcome back to Beautiful Second Act, everyone. I'm Patty Diener, your host. Thank you so much for being here today. Listen, we're talking about the things that rob us of our peace. And, you know, we want to get back to a peaceful state. Some of us have never felt peace. Some of us have seen glimpses of it here and there, and we wonder how we can get back to it. And some of us are actually really lucky and live in a mostly peaceful mindset. But let's be honest, folks, we can't always live in a peaceful mindset because the world is not always peaceful. And we are always going to be bumping up against things that, you know, have turbulence, right? (laughs) There's turbulence that are created all the time. And it's our job to be able to navigate around the turbulence or to be able to learn how to go through it without becoming completely unhinged. (laughs) So what are some of the things that rob us of our peace? And the number one thing that comes to my mind is other people. (laughs) I mean, quite honestly, other people can be really annoying. And uh, I, I've, I've really, um, I've been known in my past to where I said, you know, people have asked me to do certain things and I've had to turn down because I said, well, my, I have a really bad habit of calling a son of a bitch a son of a bitch. And, and it's, it's just really not a great place for me to be in because I've learned that um, just because someone else's behavior is a certain way, that it is really my own fault if I allow their behavior to affect me. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to change the way I see things so the things that I see change. You know, we can't always understand what other people are going through because a lot of people today are, are waking up to the fact that everyone is struggling with something in this world. And, you know, just because someone's being an asshole doesn't mean that they're not, you know, a perfectly good person. They might just have had a really bad day, or maybe they're experiencing and going through something that we have absolutely no idea about that's just really hard on them. And they're possibly behaving in a way that they normally wouldn't. So (laughs) I'm learning to take a step back. And instead of allowing someone's own personal disturbances to create disturbance in my world, I'm learning to step back a little bit and think to myself, 
How much of my power do I want to give up to this other person that's in such a negative attitude? Because when we feed into it, we're actually escalating the situation. So for instance, if you have a boss that's a real jerk and they're coming into work barking at you first thing in the morning, my first reaction would normally be to retaliate and bark right back. (laughs) But I have learned and I am still learning. And like I said, I'm always a work in progress, but we have to try and take a breath. Take a breath and ask ourselves, how big of a deal do we want to make this? How much of my inner peace and inner space do I allow other people to be able to stake their claim on? When we give up our power, that's on us. No matter how much of an asshole somebody else might be being, if we allow them to come into our inner peace, that is on us. But we're only human, right? So other people can really be triggering. It just depends on how you want to see things. So if you just take a breath, don't react right away, do more listening than talking, that will actually really help us in, um, in diffusing the situation. But oftentimes when we become really angry about something, what's the first thing we want to do? We want to blame and complain, right? Complain to somebody who will listen and blame someone else for our attitude and our behavior. Again, our happiness is an inside job, and I'm really working on this, you guys. I don't talk here on Beautiful Second Act about anything that I'm not working on myself. So this is not a me preaching to you. This is a more instead of saying, hey, look at me. This is more of a, hey, come with me. Let's learn this together. (laughs) Because again, we all want to live in a space that is as peaceful as possible. Because when we have inner peace and we have that sense of calm and ease, then we can think with more clarity and we can be more creative and more productive in the world. So it really benefits everyone for us to be able to live as often as possible in that peace of mind state. But what are some other things that can be triggering that can actually, you know, disturb our peace? What about other people's points of view and differences that we have with people? You know, right now, that is a huge problem in, in especially the United States. We have all of the, well, and it's, you know, it's a global thing, let's be honest. Differences of opinion, differences of religion, points of view. Um, that is really something you cannot control. We as individuals cannot control what other people, what other um, cultures, what other countries. We cannot control what other people think. But what we can do, what we can do, though, is, is to change the climate of our own well-being and the way that we respond personally. It's a domino effect. It's If you become happy in your own self, and if you don't allow the outside influences to totally take over with you, then the people you encounter will be happier because you're a happier, peaceful person. And when they're happier and more peaceful, then whoever they go out and encounter that day, and you see what I'm saying? It just really, truly does affect everybody. You do matter. Your opinion, you say, oh, well, I'm just one person. What can I do? Be responsible for the energy that you bring into the room. When you can do that, when you can master that and at least or come back on that as your default more often, then you are creating a more peaceful environment to the people around you and then they in turn will go out into the world and be more peaceful. It really does make a difference. So when you say, well, I'm just one person, what can I do? You can do a lot. Quite honestly, you can really do a lot. One of my favorite people of all time is Dr. Wayne Dyer, and something that he said, I'm going to quote him here. He made a Facebook post back on February 1st of 2014, 
Um, he's since passed away, but this is just so good. And I think it really will resonate with everybody. And I think everybody can understand this. He said, you hear people say all the time that I have a right to be upset because of the way I've been treated. I have a right to be angry, hurt, depressed, sad, and resentful. Well, learning to avoid this kind of thinking is one of my secrets for living a life of inner peace, success, and happiness. Anytime you're filled with resentment, you're turning the controls of your emotional life over to another to manipulate. At the root of virtually all spiritual practice is the notion of forgiveness. Think about every single person who has ever harmed you, cheated you, defrauded you, or said unkind things about you. Your experience of them is nothing more than a thought that you carry around with you. These thoughts of resentment, anger, and hatred represent slow, debilitating energies that will disempower you. If you could release them, then you would know peace. So quite honestly, let's talk about that for a minute. Um, Staying angry and not walking away from a situation or a person or not forgiving them is not harming the person that did you wrong. It's harming you. And we've talked about that here before, A Beautiful Second Act, but if you've not heard me say this before, let's have a scenario here. I'm just going to give myself as an example, and I'm not going to say any names here, but I will tell you there's only two people in this world that ever harmed me or hurt me in a way, in a manner that was so bad that I swore I would never forgive them. I would never forgive them. I was incapable of forgiving them. And of these two people that wronged me so badly, they didn't really care one way or another. First of all, they either didn't care that they'd harmed me or they'd forgotten about it and and moved on with their life because it just wasn't that important to them. But for me, because I was the one who was, you know, the victim in this, uh, in this scenario, I chose to be very, very angry and very hurt. And I was going to never forgive them. Who was hurting there? Me or them? It was me. I was suffering and hanging on to something that only caused me harm and internal turmoil. Now, when I finally was able one day, and it happened separately with these two different people, to say out loud, it's like not like I ever contacted them and told them that, oh, I forgive you. But what it is, is I had to say the words out loud to myself in the, in the, the presence of me and God, me and the universe, right? And I actually laughed and giggled a little with the tears, you know, kind of just released this crying, almost happiness for myself at forgiving these people because I thought, you know what? They don't, it's only hurting myself. So I'm going to release them of holding on to anger towards them. I'm not going to allow these people to continue and um, hold me hostage, hold my, hold my emotions hostage, hold my heart hostage, keeping me from that peaceful feeling inside that I wanted so badly. I was really the one harming myself by holding on to my anger and hurt. So by forgiving them was not condoning their behavior by any means, but what it was doing is I was releasing them. I was letting it go. And then I was able to move on. That is walking away. That is forgiving by just releasing. And you feel so much lighter and better and freer. And it's a wonderful thing. So I highly recommend you do that whatever way you can possibly do it. Um, Having too much work can really rob you of peace. Now, work is, you know, people say it's called a job for a reason. 
But if you feel like you're a slave to whatever your work is and that it's really taking over your life, if you feel that the work you do on a daily basis is no longer joyful, does not bring you any sort of joy whatsoever, and um, you feel like you are a prisoner to this life, then you've got to make a change because every day that you get up and go to that job or every day that you get up and still do that, that type of work and you don't make a change, then that's a choice too. You've made a choice to stay trapped in that environment. No amount of excuses or complaining or blaming is going to help you to reach peace. So if peace is that important to you, you will make a difference. You will make a change. And there are no excuses because everything we do in this life is a choice. Everything. Now, things that happen to our loved ones that, we, that are out of our control, the things that are out of our control... That also disturbs our peace, but that's what we have to learn about acceptance on certain things we cannot change. Remember the serenity prayer? I know that a lot of people that have been in AA have heard the serenity prayer, but the serenity prayer is not just for people in AA. The serenity prayer is for everyone, and that is, Lord, please help me to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It is so important so valuable, so pertinent to this conversation that we understand what those words mean. Accepting what we cannot change and changing the things, having the courage to change the things that we can. So if it's something truly that we cannot change, let's say, for example, I know that this, there was this uh, man that lives in my community that was blind and he, uh, he learned to go to a regular job every single day blind. He, he had a, a condition that he could not change, his blindness. But he had the courage to change what he could, and that was he didn't lie victim every single day of his life doing nothing. He found a way to be purposeful and gave his life meaning, okay? So if that man can do it, we can all do it. We, and I'm not saying that life is always going to be easy because there's a lot of damn hard things in this world. Sometimes it's heartbreaking and shattering. But every day we wake up, we have a choice. And as long as we have choice and we have free will, then there's hope. So these are the things that can give us peace. I have these cards that I read. Um, they're called nature meditation cards, and they're simple, mindful, uh, simple mindfulness practices that are inspired by the natural world. One of the cards um, that is through the walking thoughts cards, it says inviting the evening. Now I'm going to read this to you because I think that this is, a, this is like a, a little exercise that we could all do that will help us in our journey towards peace. And it says, each evening, nature prepares for the night. Each evening, nature prepares for a night of rest. As you walk this evening, take note of this preparation. Observe the flowers gently folding themselves in. Listen as the bird calls begin to quiet. Notice how things settle into the peace of the night. And then from this place of quiet observation, contemplate what needs rest within you. Are there issues or ideas that have been active for too long? What has been robbing you of rest? How can you find inspiration to quiet these issues in the slow evening rhythm of the natural world? So let's think about that for a minute. Even nature is, you know, busy all day long. There's so many wonderful things going on in nature every day that is busy. And things in nature are growing. Things in nature have wind and sunshine and there's energy and there's flow and there's vibration. But in the evening hours, everything be begins to settle down in nature, as should we. But there is a process 
There are things that we can do within ourselves to ready ourselves or prepare ourselves towards being peaceful. And mindfulness is key. So getting back to the things that we cannot change in acceptance, I'm going to leave you today with a thought. If you are feeling as if peace is out of reach for you, there's a couple of things. Learning acceptance is the best way I know to start reaching happiness and true joy. When we can accept what is rather than always wanting what we don't have, then we can be more joyful in the present moment. There's nothing wrong with wanting and there's nothing wrong with wanting to pursue a dream that you don't have yet. However, when you can be happy with exactly as things are in this moment, be as happy and as grateful as possible in the moment, then getting to that next thing will not be the only thing that drives you. You can say one of these days, if X, Y, and Z happens, that will be wonderful, won't it? But until then, look at how wonderful this is. And just the smile of a child, a new puppy to hold or pet, watching a sunset, seeing a rainbow after the rain, having that fresh cup of coffee first thing in the morning, a glass of wine with friends in the evening, you know, a loved one to sit next to to watch television in the evening, or quietly knitting when you're all by yourself and just savoring those quiet moments alone. There are so many things that we can be grateful for in the present moment that has nothing to do with the past experiences or the future that is unknown. Being in the present moment and enjoying and savoring each moment as they come will also help to bring you peace. And I hope that that helps you today. Remember that there is help out there if you are in a state of mind where you really feel like you have absolutely no idea um, for a jumping off point what to do to help yourself to be more grateful, to be more joyful, to find happiness and specifically inner peace. Um, Inner peace, like I said, is not something that stays with us all the time, every moment of the day. Even the Dalai Lama and Buddha, they've all had, you know, stuff happens in life, right? And they have to learn to overcome it. It is what happens when we are up against something that has happened. It's our character and how we handle it. That's how we are able to come back to inner peace again and again and again. That's what we're striving for. It's not inner peace constantly because that's impossible. It's being able to have that reset of coming back to inner peace all the time again and again. So um, if if you can't find a friend that you can talk to, Make sure that you get some professional help. There's better help. I know that um, that is something that's a new concept of having therapy online only, which is through Zoom calls or telephone calls. And, um, you know, there's there's lots of ways that you can get help. You can get in-person therapy still nowadays. Um, and like I said, get some self-help books. Read something that's inspirational. Attend, you know, some seminars about self-help. Talk to a friend. There's so many resources out there at our fingertips nowadays, people. We have no excuse to not reach out and get help if we truly feel that we need the help. So I hope that that helps you today. Much love to you. Thank you so much for being here. If you like this content at Beautiful Second Act, I really hope that you'll leave me a rating or a review. It really helps other people to find this podcast easier. Share out an episode that you uh, enjoyed with a friend. Uh, You can text it to them. You can email it to them. You can share it on social media. 
And uh, we have so many fantastic interviews here on Beautiful Second Act. We've got over 140 episodes now. I don't know. I think that today is like 143 or something like that. But um, yeah, we've, we have a new season every six months. And we have motivational, inspirational guests on here that really help to uplift us and inspire us uh, in the second half of life to do that thing that lights us up inside. Uh, we have so much to offer in the second half of life. So thanks for being here. I know you have a lot to do. Um, I look forward to talking to you again next week. I have a wonderful guest coming up next week. So I'll talk to you again next Tuesday and every Tuesday here at Beautiful Second Act. Cheers. <laughs>